everybody with us this morning. I surrender myself to your will this morning. Lord, use me for your glory, Father, this morning. Empty me of me, Lord, and fill me with you. Anything that is left that is of me, Lord, burn it with a consuming fire this morning. As I speak before you this morning, let this word edify someone in the name of Jesus. Let them transform not only other people's lives, but my life as well, Lord. May we not live the same today from this program. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Listen to God's word mm. 
is not a sign of fear for God. Anyone can listen to God's word. Even the devil reads the Bible. How then does he know how to quote the Bible? You know, when Jesus was being tempted after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, the devil was quoting the Bible to him. That means he knows the Bible. So if you just come and sit here after uh, praise and worship, you have no fear of God. We want to be exemplary to our children. We want to live by example so that they can follow it. If your children see you fornicating, they are going to fornicate. I'm sorry, not fornicating. When you're married, it's called adultery. If your children see that, that's what they're going to do. If you're a good cook, your children are going to be good cooks. Why? Because they see you do it. They watch you. If you notice if you have little girls around when you're cooking, they're like, what are you doing, mommy? Can you show us this? Can you show us this? It's very weird in this day and age that a man will sit in his house and then just call someone to come and do their lawn. You can do it. Why call someone else to come and do it? Why waste that money? when you can just do it to show your son that it can be done. This generation of men has become our generation that is so lazy. Come on now. We just cannot do things, ordinary things to show our children. We cannot do anything to show our children. That's how it should be done. Our fathers, our grandfathers, they had farms. They would go in the morning. I, my, my, my mom, uh, dad passed away well when they were young, so I, I didn't see him. But I know my grandmother, when it was time to go and till the fields, mm-hmm. everyone would wake up. You don't even drink tea mm-hmm. in the morning. True. You just wake up mm-hmm. in the morning and go to the fields. Mm-hmm. I know we are raising our children in America, so it's different, I guess. You don't have till fields to do, to till, you don't have anywhere, but you have a backyard that you don't even use that much. Teach your children how to make vegetables. In that backyard, you have to teach those children. They are American by birth, but they are Zimbabwean by blood. Someday they are going to want to go back there. If they go back there and they cannot do anything with their hands, they are not going to survive in Zimbabwe because in Zimbabwe you have to do things by hand. They are not going to survive in Africa if you're not from Zimbabwe because you have to do things using your hands. If you wake up every morning and you just sit, you're not helping your children. I wanted to give this example of Adam and Eve uh, in terms of the fear of God. You remember when uh, Eve had allowed herself to be deceived by by the devil? Then when God came searching for them, they went and hid. Not that God could not see them. God could see them. He's an all-seeing God. So he can see wherever you are. So they hid. And God said, why are you hiding? And said, we were afraid because we are naked. They were naked before the snake deceived them. But because they had the fear of God then, the healthy fear of God, that is the reverence, the worship of God. They did not hide from God. They were walking in the garden anyhow. We can't walk naked nowadays Mm. at all. Mm. Why? Because we know we are naked. Mm. We are afraid that people are going to see us naked. Mm. But back in the day, before we were conceived in sin, Mm. walking in that garden naked Mm. was normal. Mm. So 
That's when the fear of God started being lost mm. in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. We need to bring back that fear into our families. Mm. We need to bring back that fear mm. into our houses. Amen. 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 The next word mm. letter is A. Mm. And for this, I have action. Mm. Amen. 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 On action, I wanted to say, we have to be a man of action. Mm. I just preempted that when I was talking about the fear of God. There is a man called Nehemiah in the Bible. He's called a man of action and a man of prayer. Amen. Why is that? Amen. Let me explain who mm. Nehemiah mm. was. Nehemiah was born, let's say, in the USA. Mm. He's Zimbabwean, but he was born in America in exile. Mm -hmm. Just like we are, our children have been born in exile, but they have a home. Mm -hmm. Nehemiah was born in Persia. He did not uh, know what Jerusalem looked like mm -hmm. at all, because he had not seen it. But in his heart, I am sure his parents mm -hmm. had been telling him all about the goodness of that place. Mm -hmm. And that they should, they want to go back there someday. They want to rebuild. Mm -hmm. We have a country that is in ruins, mm -hmm. just like the way Jerusalem was. Mm -hmm. Our walls, our gates, everything is in ruins. That's a, that's the same era that Nehemiah was in. Mm -hmm. But Nehemiah had that was being pressed from the inside to go back to Jerusalem, mm -hmm. a Jerusalem that he had never seen, that he had never experienced. But it was pressed upon him, mm -hmm. I guess, because. Uh, from my studies, it shows that this is the last book before Malachi. This is the last uh, when the Israelites had been cast off. Mm. You know, when when Moses uh, was given the Ten Commandments, when he led them mm. on that exodus from Egypt, mm. God told him that if you sin, mm. I will throw you out. Mm. I will throw you to your enemies. Mm. And they repeatedly did it. Mm. And this is the last time the, the era that Nehemiah was born. This is the last time that God had thrown out the Israelites. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm tired. I have been telling you guys that if you sin, I am going to throw you out. Mm -hmm. And you keep doing it. You keep going against my commandments. So that's where was God was angry mm -hmm. with the Israelites. Mm -hmm. There were some Israelites that were left in Jerusalem, but the rest were now in exile, running away from being oppressed. So that's the era of Nehemiah. I just wanted to give you a bit of story. Mm -hmm. So because Nehemiah mm -hmm. had that uh, pressing on him to go and rebuild Jerusalem. Yeah. He did not just say, okay, I'm going to wake up today and walk up mm. to Jerusalem and we're going to, I'm going to start building. No, mm. he knew the source. Mm. It says, Nehemiah is a man of prayer and a man of action. Mm. So he prayed. Mm. And this is the prayer that he prayed from Nehemiah 1 mm. uh, uh, from verse 5. I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you will keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servants, which I pray before you now, day and night, for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which have sinned against you. Uh, Nehemiah wasn't the one who sinned. It was his grandfather, it was his father. Yes. But here when he's praying, he's yeah. saying the sins that we sin. Mm. Why? Because it becomes a generational curse. Mm. It's the same thing that's happening right now as we live. Mm. Everything has becomes a curse. It's what you're suffering from is not because you sinned. Mm. It's not you who committed the sin. Some of it that is 
your parents, your grandparents, and those before them committed those sins, and they continue and continue and continue. You can actually tell, that's why, you know? Because they, it's something that's been carried generation to generation. So that's where Nehemiah was. That's why he was pleading for everyone. Both my father's house and I have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, nor the ordinances which you commanded the servant Moses. Remember, I prayed the word that you command your servant Moses, saying, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though some of you were cast out of the feathers part of heaven, yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place which I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. Now these are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. Oh Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servants and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. Let your servant prosper this day, and I pray, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. For, oh, so this was Nehemiah's prayer. So Nehemiah made this prayer before he went to the king of Persia. He was a cupbearer for the king of Persia. So he went there and he, uh, he, said, he, he told him what was in his heart. I want to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls because I have had the walls are in ruin mm -hmm. and the gates are falling down. Mm -hmm. And then the king asked him, so what do you want to do? And before that, he, before he answered the king, he prayed again mm -hmm. and sought uh, guidance from God. And then he told the king, can you talk to the governor on my way to Jerusalem so that they can pardon me. Can you talk to the keeper of the forest so that they can give me timber so that I can go build? And the king said, it is done as you have wished. And then he went on his way and he rebuilt Jerusalem. Then he gathered, it's not the people who were there, it's not the Israelites that were there already that re thought of rebuilding it. He mobilized them to build. Why? Because he was a man of action. So how does this pertain to you being a father? You have to be a man of action. Amen. You cannot expect your kids to go to school when you have never seen them holding a book. Mm -hmm. You know, read. The minute you finish your O-levels or your grade seven, mm -hmm. you never touch the book. Mm -hmm. And then you come to America. Mm -hmm. This is the land of opportunity. You can be anyone mm -hmm. you want to be. Mm -hmm. If you dreamt of being a doctor, you can be a doctor in this country. Come on now. Whatever you dreamt of becoming, you can become that in this country. But then you come. I please, please do not be mad at me. I am not picking on anyone or anyone's job. But I'm just saying, desire more. It's okay to work at the dollar store. That's your reverence, your revelation of where you want to be. But there are things that you can do that are more. It's okay to work at Bank of America. It's okay to have that eight to five job. Getting $35, $40, it's okay. That's where you want to be in life. But there's this book that I used to read a lot, which is called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You can never become rich from an age to five, never. Especially in America, you can't. It just gets you into debt, it gets you the big house, it gets you the good car, but that's not your car. Unless you pay cash for it, it's not your car. And it's not your house, because you're paying every month mortgage for it. Mm -hmm. 
the minute you lose the eight to five, you lose the house because you can no longer pay for that house. So how can you become rich from an eight to five? So from this book, it says that you have to have at least three sources of income in order to become rich. So you came from Zimbabwe. And then you decided, oh, I'm just going to come to America and settle for an age five. No. Mm. You came to make it big in come this country. We now. want to live wealth mm -hmm. for generations come to come. Amen. Maybe our grandfathers failed to do it. Mm. But the Bible says that that's what we need to do. We need to live wealth for our children's children. Yeah. Our children should have houses. Our children should have our, our grandchildren should not come into poverty. We were born in poverty. Why then do you want to be born in poverty? I am a product of two teachers, right? Now my mom is a nurse and she's doing a master's. I cannot end at a master's. No way. I have to do more. I cannot end at just a college degree. I have to do more. Why? Because my parents ended at this. Why, why then am I pushed to do that? Why? Because they were meant for action. I watched them do it. Mm. We should show our children the way. Yeah. You will have to become this. I, I, did, I did OBIE, I did business analysis, mm. and I told people, do this course. And then the people, oh, people don't get jobs. There are no jobs. People lie to you, you just do the course and you don't get a job. Mm. Pastors need to bust the job. Yeah. That's the same course they did. Mm. Right? Mm. There are a whole lot of Zimbabweans who are getting jobs, but somebody just comes and tells you and speaks to you in your ear, oh, don't do that. Mm. Nobody gets a job. Mm. Yeah. Those courses, you don't have to go to university to do them. Mm. If you don't want to go to university, mm. just do that course. Mm. Instead of the $18, $19 you're getting now, now you can get 40, you can get 60. You're already prog progressing. Now you can get a house. It's hard to get a house on a salary of $18. Very hard. How will you pay for it? The mortgage, even when you go to the bank and say, oh, I want a house. And then they look at that. Are they going to just give you that loan? No, they will not. You will have to be a man of action. Do those little courses, what? Okay, even if you don't get the job, mm -hmm. you've added to your knowledge Come base. And those yeah, children have seen you reading. Mm -hmm. They have seen you studying. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't get to spend a whole lot of time with my kids because I get home and I cook, I, they eat, and then I have to send them away because I'm studying, so they know. Mama, you at school? They will knock the door and say, Mommy, are you at school? Yes, I'm at school. Why? Because I am always trying to learn something new. If someone says, oh, this course is an SPO course, somebody's teaching it. Where, who? Please, I want to do it. And then I do it. Why? Because I want to teach the girls and the little men how it's done. They have to watch it from me. They're not going to watch it from somebody else. They're not going to watch it from another parent. I am that parent that they have. So they have to watch it from me. Come on now. Yes. If you seriously speaking, I have I have people this generation, like I was saying, the men have become lazy. They come here and they let their women go and do nursing. 
now the salary is better and they continue working for fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder why I, I'm not saying it's right, but you wonder why now your woman is your wife is perhaps a child. Now you are so meek around other men. Now now you can't even speak around other men. Why? Because now your your wife is the one who speaks for you. Why she's earning the money, she's working. I'm not saying any more than you should wife, but at least work hard. Put in the effort. At least let us see that you are working. Seriously, I am not expecting. It, it hurts me so much, seriously, to see somebody with papers and degrees want to go to school. You are holding on to gold. That's what my mom says. She says it's gold. She says that drinker is gold. You are holding on to that gold, but you don't want to go to school. You do not want to advance yourself. You want to start a business. You can do an online business. What works for um, America is the numbers. Okay? So you can be anything. You can sell anything. It doesn't matter that somebody else is selling a car. You can sell cars too. Why? The numbers, there are a lot of people. You can do anything, you can sell clothes. Mm-hmm. Women are not talking to men only. That one job that you have, and even if your man is getting $60, don't be comfortable with the 15 Also strive to get to that $60, and then start businesses as a family. Sell those clothes online, sell those cars. The people who are doing them are not more intelligent than you. Not at all. Action. Be people of action. That is all you have to be. Amen. The next one is T, and I put temperance. Temperance means self-control. Okay. What does temperance really mean? Define it. Moderation of self or self-restraint. Uh, temperance is mostly used when they're talking about alcohol. Like stopping alcohol completely, taking it in moderation, that's when it's mostly used. Mm-hmm. And the verses that I need to read is someone can read Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 18. And then another one can read Galatians. No, sorry, just someone can, can someone read Galatians 22, 5, verse 22. do the things that you wish. 
But if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So I was thankful to study the scriptures to see our spirit and our soul. The thing that leads us to do all these things is our soul. The bad things, sorry. That's our soul. The emotions, everything that comes from our soul. Why? Because we listen more to our soul and we say, oh, you know, I feel like I need to lie. I feel like I need to do this. That's our soul that tells us to do that. Our spirit is perfect. Our spirit man is perfect. Yes. But we, our soul and our spirit are constantly fighting. That's this, this outer being and that spirit constantly fighting. At the end of the day, most people will just follow our soul because it's easier. It is, it's easier for us to just go the wrong path at times than it is to do the right path. I do not know why, but as people, it's so easy. But here it says that you should walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. As a good father, you should be of good concern. You have control yourself. I know it is a cool thing for people to drink until you don't even know your way home. Mm -hmm. You're asking the following day, how did I get home? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. It's, it, it's easy. It's fun. Mm -hmm. I don't know the euphoria of it. Mm -hmm. But it's easy. It's easy for us to worship idols for some reason. Mm -hmm. But there is a God, a perfect and good Father that we can worship. Amen. Who we can reverence, mm -hmm. who loves us. Amen. And when we do that, we have so much love. Mm -hmm. We have kindness, gentleness. Mm -hmm. These are the things that God wants you to have. Mm -hmm. But when you listen, when you cannot suppress your soul, mm -hmm. then you are going to continue doing these things. These children have to learn what is good from us. It's so easy. I know back home, we would be beaten for everything. <laughs> Anything you would, anything. And then at times I remember my grandmother would get us for something and then we'd say, but you also lie. See, okay, so I'm learning from you how to lie. Is that what you want for your children? No. Do you want your children to be drunkards? No. No, you don't want your children to be drunkards, but you're a drunkard. So what are they learning from you? They are going to learn to be drunkards. Mm -hmm. You do not want your kids to lie, to worship idols. You want your kids to be perfect. They cannot be perfect. They cannot be good Christian if you are not. You have to live by example. You have to have self-control as an adult in order for these kids to follow after you. If you come home every day and your wife is crying at 5 a.m., your son is going to come home at that time. 
And then you will go there and find, oh, no, don't do this. But there, you were doing it. You were coming home every day at 5 a.m. So I am just following what you taught me. You want your children to be good husbands. Be good husbands. You want your children to be good fathers to their kids, to be providers for their family. Then be exactly what you need them to be. It's, it's cool. Trust me, I'm sure it is for, for this generation to sleep in bars. I have been so tough. Yeah, it's fun that night, right? But the following morning, when you think of all the money that you have used, <laughs> the money that you have put all those three kids in a daycare, I mean with a baby kit, it's not fun. You start feeling the guilt, you start feeling, it is, let's be honest. Yes, preach the word. Can I be honest? Yes. I'm a perfect <coughs> I have my sins, a whole lot of them, so I'm not coming here trying to say I'm perfect. Mm -hmm. But when God takes you from somewhere, mm -hmm. you don't want to go alone. I, I don't want to go alone where I'm going. It is, mm. it is perfect. It is good. I will not lie to you. Mm -hmm. Being in the presence of God, being yeah. led by God, mm. is the most perfect thing ever. Amen. You wake up happy. I Steve sent me a message yesterday. Last week I I wasn't happy. I I, I have interviews that I, I'm not getting jobs. I have three, four interviews a week. No jobs. So I was not happy. And then I thought, so am I going to be unhappy all the time? Then I gave it to God. I just started praying and I reading my word and then yesterday she just sent me a message. You look so happy today. And I, I replied, I am. Very. Why? Because God is in control. I made a choice. That's good. I made a choice to just be happy. What, where did I get this? From Galatians 5.22. But the fruit. Let me explain fruit. It just say fruit. If it was fruit, that means you have to eat a banana to get the joy. You have to eat an apple to get uh, the long suffering. You have to eat an orange to get peace. No, one fruit. But this fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Those are all one fruit. You, just one. They all have to be in you. You cannot have joy and not have peace. You cannot have love and not have long suffering. You have to eat of that fruit. Do you know how you eat of the fruit? You study your word. I, I, I recently started putting, I wish I put the follow up thing, but I, I recently started putting, if you go into my room, I put notes. When I write uh, a verse, when I see a verse that speaks to me, I stick it up my wall. Then sometimes I just go and stand on my bed and I'm meditating on those words. That's what I do. That's how I meditate. I write. That's so learn to meditate. 
The word of say, God says, meditate on this day and night. I think that's Joshua 1 and 18. It says, meditate on this book of the Lord day and night. You cannot do what is in this book if you don't know what is in this book. Even if your flesh, your soul doesn't feel like it. Your spirit is being edified every time you read the Bible, every time you know God to pray. You're edifying your spirit. You may not feel it. It doesn't feel good. Nothing changes. But when somebody else sees you and says, oh my God, you look so happy. It's your spirit is manifesting from inside you and showing on the outside. How do you do this? Have self-control. We have 24 hours in a day. Dedicate some of that time to reading the word of God, to studying the word of God. That is how you are going to be a good father, a good mother, a good child. This is the only way to do it. Nobody else can do it for you. Your parents cannot read the word for you. If your parents were evangelists, they did their part and they're going to live or they live. And then it's left for you to carry this generation to a better place. If we are not careful, the next generation is going to be dead. Completely. Why? Because we are failing them. We are failing them by just doing the work of the flesh. That's how we are failing our children. You want to be a failure in the eyes of your children. You know, there are some children who don't even want to see their parents. Because that's I think, let's be honest here. There are children who don't. They do not want to see their parents. And then we are going to blame them. Right? But because you 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 didn't have time for them, you did not nurture them, you didn't do good things for them. Right? Today there are some children who are not going to wish their father they had started today. Because you're not a good father. Let's be a bit honest. Yes, the Bible says honor your mother and father. But if you cannot teach your children those things right now, they are going to hate you. You want to live the life where your children hate you? And then it continues for generations to come. Their children are going to hate them. Then you have killed the family unit all by yourself because you failed to have self-control. Amen? Not be bought. Oh, look at this phone I just bought. Look at this shoe. Let's teach our children to 
being humble. Mm. Clothes, shoes, not important. This thing is, they rot if you put them in the ground. But God does not rot. Let us boast in God. Let us be Amen. humble men Amen. and women of God. Amen. Let us lead by example for these children. Amen. We want a different generation, but it can only be changed by you. I'm just saying. It's okay to have the nice things of this earth. It is. Why? Because they belong to our Father. Earth and all its possessions. They belong to our Father. It, it is right for us as Christians to have them. But it is not right for us to be boastful. It is not right for us to just make our children think it's okay just to have this earthly thing. That, that's all there is to it. That's all there is to life. That, that, it's not all there is to life. This is all there is to life. Amen. This is all there is to life. I 
the prodigal son, Luke 15 from verse 20 to 24. That's the part I wanted to, to read the prodigal son. It says, a child went away. He said to his father, give me all my possessions. And then he went away to a far away land. He squandered. He went away to America, actually. Let's say. He came here, cut it, ate, finished all that money. Then went back to Zimbabwe and said, the father saw him at the airport and was hurt. Right. But this is a, a child who was repentant who had come back. And the father embraced him. That's the kind of father you need to be. Be a good father. Be a loving father. A welcoming father. I am not saying because of that we do not make our children. We do. That's been part of loving. Yes. Because our Bible tells us do not spare the rod. We do not spare the rod. That's part of being a good father. We do not spoil children. Yes. So be an ever loving father. Be that father that covers your children. Don't open them up to the devil. Cover them up in love. If they fail and come back, embrace them and show them the right way to go. Then I was responsible. If we cannot be responsible with the things that God gave you, how do you expect to be responsible with the things of God? How do you expect this house to be filled? If you wow. can't be responsible mm. with just the two children, mm. the one child mm. that you have at home, mm. you have to be responsible as a father. Mm. Proverbs 22, verse 6, Luke 16, verse 10, mm. Ephesians 4, verse, Ephesians 6, verse 4, Amen. Colossians 3, verse 23 to 24. Amen. If you can read those in your spare time. But I'm just saying, mm. a Christian home has to have a responsible father. Be your wife. Your wife should have responsibility to be looking good. We judge you by your wife and your children. We don't judge you by how you are dressed. Even if you have good trousers, but your children look good, we judge you by them. That's a responsible father because you take care of your family first before you. You're responsible of the little that God gives you. If you're responsible with the little that God has given you, God is going to bless you with more. Abraham was responsible with one child. He wanted to give the child back to God, even though he had waited for a hundred years to have a child. But he was responsible with that child. What did God do? He gave him all of you. He is the father of everyone. Why? Because he was responsible with one child. So if you're responsible with the little God gives, with the little money. I am not the pastor, but let me just say, you're not responsible with paying your child. But you want more money. I don't get a lot of money. I'm sure I speak in embarrassing when you look at my child. <laughs> but I make sure. I make sure. The minute I get it, and I put it in my account, mm. I check, mm. and I send it. Mm. Why? Because I want God to give me more. Yeah. So I'm going to be responsible with the $100 or 2 or whatever he gives me. Yeah. You have to be responsible. Yeah. This house is built. Do you know what it's supposed to pay the bills of this house? Mm. Do you know what it's supposed to keep, Pastor? It doesn't matter that he gets 
more money than me. Do you know what it's supposed to feed this person? The tithe. It says bring your tithe into the storehouse of God. That's what feeds them. That is what feeds these pastors. That is what pays the bills here. But if you're not bringing it, then who's paying the bills? Do you ever think of it or you just come to church and you want a CD? What's in here? <laughs> you want water, you want the, the, the bathrooms to be working. But you've not paid nothing in the house of God. Pastor never preaches about tithe. Never. So I am with the little that God gives you so that God can give you more. Amen. Says, even if you, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall God cause men to give unto you? That's just men that are giving unto you. Imagine what more God can give unto you. Says, when you bring your tithe, you're going to open the windows of heaven. Have you ever looked up there? Imagine if all the windows are open and God starts throwing down blessings. Will you be able to contain them? Responsibility. Be responsible with the things of God and God will be responsible with the things Ezekiel chapter 37. 
and read from verse 1. read from verse 1 um, yeah up to verse 12 okay. the hand of the Lord came upon me or brought me into the spirit uh, in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry and he said to me son of man can these bones live? So I answered, O oh Lord, you know. Again he said to me, prophesy to these bones, and say to them, O oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I'll cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I'll put sinews on you, and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and, a, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered, covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds of breath and breathe on this flame that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, and exceedingly, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, O bones, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Um, I've just um, titled my message, What You Say Is What You Get. Amen. Okay. So after, from, I just want us to get to a point of try and visualize the situation Put yourself in Ezekiel's shoes. Mm. Try and imagine what sort of a situation, try and picture how the situation was, mm. was like at that time. Mm. So for me, when I try to picture that situation, I'm seeing a situation that is hopeless, mm. a situation that has got no life in it, yeah. a situation where you do not think that anything good, anything positive will come out of that situation. Yeah. A situation that is depressing, a situation that is just bad, that I just do not want to be in. And then the Lord said to Ezekiel, he asked him a question, son of man, can these bones live? I'm trying to think if it was me, if I had been asked that question, looking at things from a human perspective, I'm sure I would have had so many negative things to say about it. And, you know, using our own, you know, you know, whatever we know, you know, I don't think anything would have come out of this. But I like the way Ezekiel answered. He said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we get through, we get to a point where we get into situations that are just so difficult. Right. 
situations that are hopeless, that have got no life, where you do not, you just don't know how you're going to get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. Situations that are hopeless. Maybe the doctors have already told you that nothing good is going to come out. Others have already been given. Maybe you know you've been told you only have a few days to live, and mm -hmm. it's just a situation whereby. Maybe you've been to the lawyers and you've tried everything that you can and everything is just negative around you. But I like what Ezekiel said. He could have said what, so many things, looked at the situation as it was. But he said, only you, sovereign Lord, know. So we need to get to a point because our words have got power. We can create life or we can create death into our situations. When you do not understand it and it doesn't make sense, we need to do what Ezekiel did and just say, you know what, only you, oh God, knows. I do not understand what is going on, but I'm not going to be negative. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to look at things in a bad way, but I'm just going to put my trust in God. He showed that he's a person who trusts God. He knows how big his God is. He knew that with God, nothing is impossible. Anything can just happen. With man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So, I mean, I cannot think of a situation that is more difficult or worse than a situation of dry bones. Not only did they say the bones were dry, but they said the bones were very dry. So it meant that those bodies, those people had died a long time ago. And you know, it's just a situation that is just, it looks impossible from a human perspective. Amen. So um, in verse 4, he was asked, he said, I like it when he said, prophesy and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I like this because it shows me I have learned that situations hear the yeah. word of the Lord. Amen. They respond to the word of the Lord. Amen. When you're faced with difficult situations, what are you speaking? What are you saying? Because the, uh, uh, in the word of the Lord, in Proverbs 18 verse 21, it says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So it's very important sometimes, if you don't understand it, Sometimes not to say anything is better than to speak and say things that will cause you to be cursed or make the situation to be even worse. Amen. Amen. So those bones, after he had spoken the word of the Lord, um, in verse, um, okay, I just can't find the verses, but as soon as he obeyed God and did what he was told, there was a noise, there was action. Yeah. Those bones responded yeah. because they had the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Because one thing that I know with, with the Bible, with this word, it's not just like any um, like novels or any of those books that yeah. we read, yeah. magazines, but this book is spirit-filled. That's what it's saying in the word of the Lord. And also in the book of Hebrews, it says this word is alive. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. So when you're faced with situations, speak the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord, that is the reason why we have the word of the Lord, to use it in all our situations. Everything that we need is in here. It is in the word of the Lord. Amen. So after he had prophesied, the bones came together. They were all scattered everywhere, but they came together, bone to bone. The shoulder bones got together. The hips, everything just went into place. The skin, everything. But there was one thing that I was missing. It was um, they did not have breath in them. Amen. So it's not enough for us just to, and that breath is the spirit of the Lord. They needed that spirit of the Lord to be able to, 
to survive and to function. Amen. That's the same with us. If the Spirit of God inside of us is not directing us, is not controlling or influencing everything that we do, then we are the same as just moving around and, you know, just being like a corpse or something. Amen. So we need the Spirit of the Lord. We need God to guide us in everything and just to direct our paths in everything. Amen. Don't get tired of speaking. He had to keep speaking even for that breath to come. It just did not happen. But he had to speak. He continued speaking the word of the Lord. Even Jesus, he's a great example. He had to use the word of the Lord when he was tempted, when he was in the wilderness after fasting for 40 days. Um, before he responded to the devil, he said, it is written. He's, he had to use the word of the Lord to be able to overcome, to defeat the devil. What more us, and yet we are not using the word, um, the word of the Lord. We need to use the word of the Lord when we are faced with situations, whatever we are faced with. The problem is that most of the times we look at our current situation and we just focus on whatever we are seeing and, you know, we just... You know, when you are faced, sometimes it's easier to say maybe because we are here. But when you are faced with the situation, when it's right in front of you, we can be excited and, you know, you're so hopeful and, you know. But when you are faced with the situation, that is the time where you need to show that faith. Amen. Amen. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. So when you, you need to have total surrender, surrender everything to God. When you know that you have prayed, you've got a situation. You pray the situation is so hard. Have faith and believe that you know what? I do not understand it, but I know that he that neither sleeps nor slumbers is watching over me. He is in control. He is in charge. I may not be well right now, but I know that by his stripes I am healed. So when you cast your cares unto the Lord, he said, cast your cares unto the Lord, for he cares for you and he will take care of you. Leave it to the Lord. But most of the times we cast our cares to the Lord, we pray and we leave everything to God, and then we carry everything back. You're having a sleepless night, you're not sleeping, you're stressing, but you have prayed about it. Amen. So we need to continue speaking the word of the Lord and just have faith. Just take the word of the Lord as it is. And don't try to reason and try and sort it out and try and solve it. Amen. Because the Bible says the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom. So it may seem foolish, but just take it as a little baby and take that word. Amen. Because that word has got power to do something in your life. Amen. Even God, um, when he created this world, it just did not happen. It did not exist. He had to say, let there be light, and there was light. He had to speak. You know, he also had to say, let us create man in our own image. And it happened. It just did not happen. So we need to continue speaking and speaking the right things. You know, as today is a special day. We are, it's Father's Day where we are appreciating our fathers. I just want to encourage us to continue prophesying upon our families. You are the priest of your house. Speak positive things about, upon your children's life. Maybe sometimes it doesn't make any sense or your kids, I don't know, they may be naughty, but sometimes just do not say anything. Because when you say whatever you're saying, you're creating life and that is what is going to happen. Amen. Amen. So words are just like seeds. So you keep on speaking, you keep on speaking, and then, you know, the time will come when you will reap. Amen. 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 For example, if 
uh, you are planting, maybe you want some apples, and obviously you're going to put some seeds for apples, and that is what you're going to get. If you plant, if you use apple seeds, you're not going to get bananas, but whatever it is that you are going to sow. So when you sow negative things, then you're also going to get a, a negative response. Amen. You cannot expect to live a victorious life when you are very negative and, you know, everything around you is negative. So the only way you can do this, sometimes, you know, um, we need to continue staying in the word of the Lord and reading the word of, the, of God. Because when you're faced with those situations... Sometimes you may not understand what you're reading when you're reading the Bible. But the Holy Spirit is there for you. That is what the Holy Spirit is there for. When you're faced with situations, sometimes you start, you know, quoting those verses to those situations that you do not understand. Because he is your helper. He is there to help you and he's there to remind you of those things. Amen. So stand silent in the word of the Lord. It won't be easy because if you don't have the word of the Lord in you, if you are not reading that word, you cannot expect to use it. You cannot expect to speak it. Amen. So it's important that every day we meditate on the word of the Lord and read the word of God, spending time in prayer and also in fasting, and that is what will come out. Amen. So I don't know if you've been um, if you have been negative or if you have been speaking negative things upon your life and upon your family. I'm just here to encourage you and say that today is a brand new day. Let us say this time whatever you said in the past. Our Father is a merciful Father. You have the power to reverse whatever it is that you were saying. Speak the word of the Lord upon your situation. You are your own prophet. You do not need to be going around and looking for prophets or people to prophesy and help you. I know sometimes, like uh, back in Zimbabwe, where we come from, so many people, they, they place so much value in going to prophets. They want to be told things, but you are your own prophet. Everything is in the word of the Lord. Whatever God says you are, then you, you will be what he says you are. You can be whatever he says that you can be, irregardless of what people say. Amen. So I just want to encourage everyone and fathers to continue prophesying and speaking positive things upon your children, upon your, uh, upon your circumstances, upon your businesses, whatever the situation is, continue speaking because your words have got power. And when you speak negative things, those situations, they hear whatever you're saying. And that is what is going to come to pass. So this, this is just what I wanted to encourage you today on Father's Day. Say, fathers, continue to prophesy, speak life in the lives of your children, speak all good things, and those are the things that will come to pass.
Jesus' name. In, in hibernation. And yet the Lord wants to do great and mighty things. Hallelujah. Fathers, where are you? Where am I? Humble, ever-loving fathers. Oh my God. Minister Cheryl. Minister Cheryl, you have it in you. I see the Lord just working in you. I see what he is doing. And we are proud to be part of it. We are proud to have been chosen to witness it. I, my, my wife. Wow. 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 I love you more today than I did yesterday. Ah. Wow. The eloquence. What? These dry bones have got to live. The dry bones that we're seeing in our lives, all they need is for us to speak to them. And they will hear and they will obey. They will listen. We have been given the power. The word of God says the same power that rose Jesus from the grave is at work in us. Therefore, we can speak to dead situations and they will rise. Hallelujah. From the beginning of the service. Man, you know, we had been trying to go on vacation for so long. But with our jobs, we were like back and forth, back and forth. So I happened at the time that I was available was when it was maybe Sunday. And at first I was worried, but I was just sitting there like, wow, what a well-oiled machine. Women standing up, taking responsibility, Amen. knowing that I am the church. I'm not going to wait for anybody. I will do it. I will get it done. All these things got done and I was just sitting there watching. I was by the beach and people were making things happen. I couldn't be proud that you have been blessed with these wonderful Amen. sisters. I couldn't be proud the women of God to be doing life with you. It's amazing what you can do. I know I see the girls standing over there. They are something for our fathers. Amen. Our fathers, just come up. Just come up. Uh, all of you, we want you to stand here. Today we're going to have the church of God speaking into you. They're going to speak. And this is especially powerful because most of, uh, most of the fathers have their families here. We see you on Sunday, we see you on Friday. There are areas in your life that these people that are sitting here know where you're struggling. They know where you need to be held. They know where you need to be strengthened. Baba Kelly, get down from the keyboard and let us speak life into you. Get down and stand with the other men and let us speak. I'm gonna ask the church to just stretch your hands forward. Stretch your hands to our fathers. Let us speak life into them. Let us declare life. Let us pray over them. These are the heads of our households. These are the priests of our homes. If these people are not in order, then the whole house is in disorder. It's in disarray. Therefore, let us just begin to speak. Lord God, these men of valor that are standing before us, let, let them be brave, almighty God, to take on the call, to take on the armor of Christ. Father, I pray that they may be strengthened, strengthen their feeble knees, almighty God, as they start to feel weak or they start to feel like the world is overcoming them, oh God. I pray that you will strengthen them. I pray, almighty God, that your word will be over them and that your word will be in charge, that your spirit will lead them and guide them. I pray, almighty God, that Jehovah, their families will love
love them and adore them, that they may be the wind underneath their wings that they need, almighty God. Lord, I speak good health. Lord, I speak great wealth. Lord, I speak the opening of doors. Father God, I speak right now that life and life in abundance. None of these men shall die young. Lord, I rebuke the spirit of death in the name of Jesus, that they will live and they will declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Long life is their portion. Lord, they shall see their children grow. They shall be blessed to see their grandchildren. They shall be blessed to see their great-grandchildren. Lord, they shall live to see the fruits of their hands, to see the fruits of their labor come into fruition. Lord God, they shall live to declare that Jehovah, these I've seen the goodness of the Lord. I've seen the righteousness of the Lord. Lord, they shall live so that their little children and their little grandchildren in here shall be shall shall cause them to be proud. They shall cause them to be admired at the city gates. Almighty God, none of their wives will be widows. None of their children will be fatherless. Because Lord, we're declaring life in abundance. We're declaring life, life in its wholeness and wholesomeness, oh God. Father, we, we rebuke mediocrity in the name of Jesus. We rebuke the simplicity that the devil causes us to believe belongs to us. Lord, we declare that we they are wealthy and so are we because almighty God we are loved by them in the name of Jesus amen 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 you need to receive it you need to receive it that we will live long and that we will live healthy lives amen 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 Offering baskets. 